Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko, and this is episode I don't even know anymore of Bard's Eye View. What episode is it, friend? I mean, you're the one who's supposed to know. <laughs> you're the one who does the intros. <laughs> I think we're on episode um, five of season two, or is it episode six of season two? You see, I... it's, not, it's not easy, Hang is it? Hang on, let me think. So we had um, Orphan of War, <laughs> Remember Nothing, The Giant Killer... Girls just want to have fun. Return mm-hmm. of Callisto. So, so we're on episode six. We are on episode six. Yay! <laughs> right, we're keeping that intro. Let's go. <laughs> and this is episode six of Bard's Eye View. And this time we're looking at a classic episode from from season two, Warrior Princess Tramp, or as I like to think of it, Butch Femme Bye. Butch Femme and Bye. The three genders. The three genders, right? Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I love how you're calling this a classic episode. This is not how I would describe it. I think it is. Is it? I mean, classic doesn't mean good, necessarily. Well, it means, like, sort of, like, iconic, well-remembered. Yeah, and I think it's those. Is it? Okay, if you say so. (laughs) Well, listener, if you're still there, write in. Write in, let us know. Is it a classic? Maybe I'll put up one of my periodic Twitter polls after cool. this episode comes out. Do you consider Warrior Princess Tramp a classic? <laughs> what will the options be? Uh, yes and no. Oh, okay. I know. No, that, 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 that was more straightforward than I expected. It's very straightforward, yeah. It's like yeah. it's like an election if you had proportional representation. <laughs> well, what a thought. What a thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So yeah, of all the episodes to get a, a callback from season one, uh, it's the mm-hmm. the stupid doppelganger episode um, that just is a pun on Xena Warrior Princess and also yes. Lucy Lawless wanted to play another part. <laughs> uh, and then this year they've been like, you know what? We had a really uh, emotional, dramatic episode last week. And there will be fallout from that, but I think what we'll do first is sandwich in a callback to the stupid um, Xena's Got a Doppelganger episode and we'll add another doppelganger. Yeah, let's let's, you know? light, let's lighten up the murder with um, a little bit of comedy. Lighten up Perdiscus's murder with a wee bit of a comedy episode and then next and, week and we'll the, go right back to the... the murder of murder of the horrible murder of Callisto. Oh, oh! I didn't. Oh, see that. I think this maybe resolves our philosophical discussion from last week because I didn't. Don't think I clearly don't think of that as murder. So okay, interesting, (laughs) interesting. Um, yeah. How many more? Is it? Yeah. How many more doppelgangers can one warrior princess have? You know, if I may quote Orlando Bloom in Pirates of the Caribbean, at least one more. Yeah, there are certainly more characters to come. There's only there one that I can remember. Was is it like season four? I think it's like they come back. They 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 come back to this well. They come back to it. Um. <laughs> anyway, so the man with the giant crown. This is what we remember yes, from the first episode. The man with, the... with who's who'd just been to Burger King. Oh yeah! Oh my god! So he's dying, and also a baby is there, right? 
I thought he's dying and also a baby. Yeah, no, he's a giant, he's an adult baby. Uh, no, he's dying, but luckily his daughter has just popped out a sprog, just <laughs> slip and slided yep. it right out there. Um, so he gets to see that baby before he dies. Uh, I don't think it's ever explained why they think he's dying, uh, because uh, spoilers, spoilers, lads, he doesn't die. At the end of the episode, Xena looks at him for two minutes and is like, he'll live for years yet, there's nothing wrong with him. So frankly, to be <laughs> honest, I think it. he's just malingering. I think he's trying to get a sick note so he can get universal credit. Bad news, Kingy, that's about to be cut by 20 quid. Yeah, fucking hell, man. Right, anyway, what a shit country mm. we live in. But it's not as shit as the place where this guy Bo- comes from. Boisha. Boisha. Is that what it is? Boisha? Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Anyway, so they've sent for Xena because she's going to help with the transition to the new power for some reason. Um... Yes, because it's, it's good just, to have mighty friends. Yeah, it's all just an excuse to get them all in the same place. Um, Basically. I'm just going to say at this point, my colleague here has, has let me know that she's uh, she got about 500 words of notes on this episode. I've got one note, one <laughs> word of note, and that, and that word is shenanigans. <laughs> this, this is a shenanigans episode. It is, yeah. And one of the ways you know it's a shenanigans episode is because fucking Joxers in it again. Oh, Jesus. Oh, and this is why people hated Joxer. Because he was in the it, fucking show is, all the time. This is kind of the right episode for him to be in. Yeah, but he's in all the other ones. I mean, he's been in like three yeah. episodes so far this season. We've only had six. It's a bit much. It is. It's too much. And he's in it next week as well, isn't he? It's just like... What what dirt did Ted have on his big brother? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God, it's just de- it's depressing. It would be patronising for you as a professional actor, wouldn't it? Oh, you're so you're. I see. You're, I hear you're hard up for work, Ted. Come over to New Zealand yeah. for this little show that I've got, and then we'll just put you in every episode when you don't belong there. Um, and what he's doing is he's in a tavern and telling people that um he's shagged Zena, which, yes. you know, seems unlikely. It does seem unlikely, even if she wasn't a lesbian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I like later on, right? Because obviously there's, you know, you know, there's another doppelganger and that's who he's shagged. Duh. Mm. Uh, uh, what I love, my favourite line in the whole episode, we're just going to jump forward here about half an hour. Um, okay. When uh, he's at, he's with the actual Xena and he tries to pinch her bum. Yeah. She turns around <laughs> and like fixes him with this... Um, volcanic look and says are you suicidal and it's just the best (laughs) like just outstanding he gets punched a lot in this episode as well which is good yeah there's that there's that to redeem it yeah so basic outline of the plot we're going to try and make this episode a bit short today because this episode doesn't really deserve a blow-by-blow account (laughs) of everything that happens in it and also because you're on an actual deadline here, which is you need to go yeah. in like half an hour to do some actual work, do paid stuff. work for yep. the, your employer for some reason. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can't relate, can't relate. Um, so the basic plot of this is that some baddie whose name is Ag- Agus, Agus, Agus. Agnes, um, or Senga as you would be known in Glasgow if you had that <laughs> name. So Senga um, has... <laughs> dug up another <laughs> clone, another Xena clone um, and he's going to use her he's going to use this doppelganger 
to replace Diana after the king dies and take over the kingdom and his big plan his big plan is that he's going to take over the kingdom and therefore the armed forces and then he's yes. going to go and attack neighbouring kingdoms for shits and blah, giggles blah, blah. and to sell their citizens into slavery, that's his big thing everyone, it's all about the slaves for these people, they're mad for it everyone's yeah, always wanting to sell that. people into slavery I think it was quite lucrative so obviously the fact that um, real Xena is coming to the kingdom is a bit of a, a problem here. So, but I mean, it just adds, it's just, you know, it's you, you, you already know how this episode goes. A lot of people mistake one of the doppelgangers for the other. and For, this, for one or more of the others. Yeah, just like last time, the exact same thing, except there's now three of them. So you've got three, you know, one third times the hilarity. <laughs> one thing we learn about one thing we learn about this uh, one one thing we learn about everyday life in ancient Boeotia is that every woman has only one outfit but at least yep. two versions of two copies of it. Yeah, no there, three. There yeah, least... sometimes there's three. You know, Diana's got Diana has got three dre- three of those dresses because we see all three of them wearing it. Oh, I could not all at the same time, okay. but I don't think they stripped them off each other. I think they had their own versions, and the Xena outfit. There's. Yeah, there's, there's certainly two of those. There's at least two of those, one of which is actually Xena's outfit and the others are not. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think they've all I think they've got three of everything. There are certainly three chakrams. Yeah, but one of them's made of wood. Well, in fact, <laughs> there's one chakram. There's one, there's one chakram, shamrock and, and one, one round killing thing. <laughs> one shamrock, yeah. And one round <laughs> killing thing. And one uh, the shamrock is made of wood and she has to yeah. glue it back together with super glue. <laughs> classic stuff <laughs> so um, yeah with it about halfway through the episode Xena finds out that there is a third doppelganger which explains everything explains why Jox has been very presumptuous yeah uh, and yeah, at one point they all split up to go and look for Diana and he's like, how am I supposed to tell which one's you and which one's Diana and which one's the bad one? And Zena <laughs> says, well, I'll tell you what, if you meet anyone who looks like me and who shows any interest in you whatsoever as a man, that's the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, good line. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Classic line. So but, this yeah. is this is the episode where Lucy gets to play about nine different characters because she's doing the whole yeah. Lucy playing Xena, Lucy playing Xena, playing Diana... Lucy playing Meg, playing Diana, playing Xena. Yes. Etc, etc. It's, so it's, it's like Inception. It's a bit of a showcase for it's her, isn't it? It's layers upon layers. Uh, but what's good about it, right, is that you can tell... Uh, yeah. You can tell when she's playing one character who's pretending to be another. She just got this subtly different voice. Um, there's there's some voice stuff. There's a little bit of expression and body language, mannerism, and obviously yeah, you can tell when done. it's Meg because she sticks a spoon down her tits. Yes, sticking the <laughs> sticking the golden spoon down her cleavage. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten that bit. But yeah, it's quite nicely done. Uh, and Meg has got some dark backstory. You know. I thought that was a nice. I mean, not obviously not a nice scene because it's <laughs> a dark backstory, but it was quite quite well done. I thought she showed had this little moment of pathos. Yeah, I mean, I remembered that she wasn't really a baddie. She was just, you know, being had had a bad life, this misjudged, you know, and and also misled, and also like forced into it really through threats yeah. of violence. So yeah, um, but I didn't remember the full extent of the dark backstory and the trigger warning 
um, implied child abuse. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't remember that. Didn't remember that. Uh, so, no, yeah. There you go. I quite like Meg. Yeah. And I thought what was a nice line that was maybe meant as a comedy line, but I thought, think it's a really relatable line for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talks about this tragic childhood and... Um, and her, her, her mum died when she was young and she was sad that she didn't go back to say goodbye. And she said she was she was a terrible mother, but she was a lot of fun. <laughs> and I thought that, that was quite funny, but it is also... Yeah. Yeah, I think we probably know people who can... Yeah, I guess we probably so. know people who people, could say that. Some people shouldn't be parents. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, I think my favourite line from that, though, from that exchange was, my father died in childbirth. Yes. Um... <laughs> Which by which she meant that he got drunk and fell off a roof while she was being born. <laughs> she was being born. That was nice. So that yeah, that whole section I thought yeah. was was actually quite was quite well done. Yeah, and it, and in fact, you know, there are obviously because we've got a nearly dying king and we've got a baby and we've got reconciliation and blah blah blah. So there are some sort of tender moments, but actually mm-hmm. that section, Meg's childhood, was the most kind of poignant i thought yeah yeah it's nice so yeah she's not bad it, it, meg is actually not a baddie she's just no. she's in with the wrong crowd just she's in with the wrong crowd right agus is the real baddie and he's also got a dude um he's got a guy with him his his muscle his heavy yeah um yeah. and it's his job to kill the real xena before she can arrive at the at the castle and his yeah, method for his method for doing this is to get go into the tavern where she is, say he wants to fight her, and then after she puts up any resistance whatsoever, run away. <laughs> That's <laughs> about like, as, as good a job as I'd make. What were you expecting? Mm. You're in a tavern with a woman who is known to breathe fire when given <laughs> access to strong alcohol. Which, again, she does. <laughs> Which she does. Breathes fire right in his face. We've not seen that for a wee while. It's been a good wee no. while since we had that trick. Let me do my trick. Let me do my trick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Lucy did that all her... You know, she always did that herself. That was never... Yeah. Um, I wonder if she still does it. That we'll, like, with, for love. For, like, at conventions yeah. and stuff. Yeah, party Or trick. just on the set of new TV shows. Just wherever. Just whenever and wherever. Just like, hey, hey lads, you want to see something? You know, like that. Oh man, the tavern scene was quite funny because Jocks are having spread the news that he's shagged Zena. Now all of these drunken twats think, "Well, if she'll shag that, yeah," and they're all up there going, "Give us a kiss," and then how about that kiss then? Yeah, she ends with a. She does end with a kiss, but it's a Glasgow kiss. So I know, nice. Whack. If you don't know what a Glasgow kiss is, by the way, um, American listeners, it is a headbutt directly to the face. Which which Zena delivers. With <laughs> <laughs> some conviction. <laughs> yeah. So as well as there being lots of confusion about who Joxa is or isn't sleeping with um, and, and whose butt he can and can't grab a handful of, mm-hmm. similar kind of confusion um, with Gabrielle, who keeps getting put in dungeons, rescued from dungeons, tied up, released, freed, rescued, mm-hmm. called a brat. Yeah, and she gets really pissed off 
Yeah. A lot of, she's mad. Funny. She mad. She is so salty about everything and like going crazy. <laughs> uh, just like last week when we saw her, um, you know, just trying to destroy a tree. Yes. So she's doing an awful lot of taking her anger out on inanimate objects. You know. It's a prison door this time. Yeah, she needs therapy. Well, she she partly needs therapy because Jocks has been going into detail about how he's been. Uh, yeah, I don't, see, I don't even need to finish that. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're down in the dungeon together, and, and he's telling her about his conquest of um, possibly Zena, possibly not Zena, and, uh, and that that sends that's the that's the last straw. It sends her screaming, "Guards, I gotta get out of here! Let me out! Let me out!" <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to think about it. It's horrible. You Jocks don't want to in... think about Jocks are offering his sword in her service. Ah! Why? Yeah. But Meg is well up for it with Jocks, eh? Oh, so it's just not right, thing. Meg. I'm sorry. You can do better. What's he got? What's What's he got behind that colander? What's he? <laughs> <laughs> I can only assume he's got a massive dick. Yeah, you've been. He you... certainly is a massive dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only assume that that's what it is. I have written that in my notes, and I th- I thank you for setting it up for me. Yeah, you uh, you set him up. I knock him you down. Knock him down. And then we can. Yeah. And now we can all think of Ted Raimi's massive eggplant emoji, um, that he obviously has, because why else would you put up with that? Um. So there's a lot more. <laughs> There's a lot more comedic back and forth of not knowing who 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 people are. Uh, one of my favorite ones yeah. is like is when Meg has to go and sing a lullaby to the baby. Yes, this is good. And she's <laughs> she's sitting with her legs apart, uh, rocking the crib with her feet, singing uh, <laughs> ninety nine balls of beer on the wall, <laughs> out of key. Um, and I'm here to tell you that it is really difficult if you're a good singer, which Lucy is. It is actually really difficult to sing that badly on purpose. Yeah, it's not. It's not bad. It's not. It it's is, not out of tune. Terrible. But it's rough as it's anything. Rough as a badger's arse. <laughs> Just like me. Yeah, has a has a certain rustic charm. I. Uh, <laughs> now Diana's not actually in this episode very much. No, no. hardly at all. Um, but one of the times we do see her is when she's been kidnapped by the baddies and they've taken her to a cave. Um, and Zena has tricked her way there by pretending to be Meg, pretending to be Diana. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, still um, with and Diana and Diana's sitting there going, I'll be dead soon. You know? So it's just like this the fucking drama of it all. The upper class drama. And why will she be dead? Because she's been sitting on the cold ground. <laughs> and how could anyone survive that? You know? And it's just She's not really grown since her last appearance, has she? When she didn't realise that people lived in poverty in the real world. Not, not really. <laughs> did, did, I've already told you this before, but um, you know, I studied in Russia for a while. I lived in Russia over one one winter, uh-huh. and it was more than ten winters ago. Um, it's good, good twenty twenty two three winters ago. But if we if winters we were sitting in Russia, on, yeah, overwintered in Russia. But, um, <laughs> If we were sort of leaning against a wall or sit, sitting on a wall or steps or something, just random old ladies in, in headscarves would come up to us and say, girls, girls, get up, you'll freeze your ovaries. Oh, so interesting. That's, 
that's that's what Diana's going to die of. She's going to die of frozen ovary syndrome. Luckily, she has already. <laughs> Luckily, she's <laughs> already reproduced. Um, and at the beginning, the king said she'll make a wonderful queen one day, implying that the kingdom of Boeotia is extremely progressive and doesn't practice primogeniture. Or whatever. Well, he he only has one daughter, and Meg only has one daughter. You mean Diana? I do mean Diana. See, yeah, it's easy to get confused. <laughs> but um, but I mean, like the fact that he can say she will be a queen one day suggests that even if yeah. she has a male heir later, he wouldn't supersede. Which in most yes. times in history he would have. So, yes, true. You know, and even in even in our own country's recent history. That's the case. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, They changed the law right before, right before um, Kate Middleton's popped her first sprog, just in case it was a girl, because there would be an outcry. But it was a boy anyway, so it didn't matter. (laughs) Which was disappointing, because it it came along, it came quite hot on the heels of um, the gay marriage debate. Mm. And Norman Tebbit, who (laughs) older listeners will remember with (laughs) Get on your bike, Norman, you fucking twat, and fuck off. Norman Tebbit was very worried about gay marriage because he said, what if if a a child who will one day be queen is gay? Will we have a lesbian queen? Why not? Let's go for it. That's one of the things, not not only, but one of the things he was worried about. So it was very disappointing that that we didn't have Norman Tebbit's lesbian queen. Well, we could still have a gay, we could still have a queen if Prince George is gay. That's true. Maybe he could be on RuPaul's Drag Race. Royal well, edition. Well done for remembering his name. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, right, so they do get Diana back, but of course, they've got another card to play, which is the baby card. Yes, and here we get another callback to season one. Yes, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> advanced baby tossing now with fire yeah my god so um the kid like the 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 lead up to this is there's been all sorts of shenanigans of people being pretending this one pretending that one and then there's a, a the king toddles out of his bed and just seems to wander through the through the palace in his nightgown and finds the ne- nearest person who looks like his daughter which turns out to be meg uh, yes. After she's had a big cat fight with Gabrielle, which is hilarious, oh, and I bet very good. Lucy and Renee must have fucking enjoyed themselves they must so much. Doing they must have had that. such a great time doing this ridiculous cat fight. Um, and then they have their cute little moment where she describes her traumatic childhood, uh, and then the king appears. And she, and she and never like, knew what it was like to have a father. Yeah, yes. and then he appears on cue to be fatherly at her. Yeah. You know, and um, she is so she becomes so attached to him in the five minutes that they have together that she refuses yeah. to stab him in the chest because <laughs> obviously, it's, you know, <laughs> you would need that five minutes of like bonding. Otherwise, she would have no reason not to just stab him in the chest. <laughs> so Meg's gone. Bad. Meg's gone native. You know. Um, and so in response to this, I, Senga, um, Senga <laughs> has got the baby and he takes the baby to the main like chamber or whatever and ties the baby, this is so ridiculous, 
ties the baby's bassinet thing to a chandelier and hangs it above a fire pit, which a, is there for no a, good a reason. A brazier, I think. A brazier. Yeah, that's the word. Um, and they're just like so chilling with it there until one Xena after another appears. Yes. <laughs> first, it's first it's Diana being Xena. Uh, but she tries to pull her sword and drops it, and is just basically. Oh no! It sticks in the. It sticks in the. Roof no, beam. that's way earlier. That was when Meg was trying to swing the sword and like doing the. Are you talking to me? I don't oh, see anyone else right, here. Right. Sort of routine. You're right. Thank you, Paul. Um. Yeah. No, she drops it and just and just sort of dances around. Um. And then the next Xena comes in, and this time it's Meg. And we know that because she doesn't know what the because chakra she... is called. She says, can't you tell? I've got my trusty shamrock. <laughs> and she brandishes it and it breaks where she super glued yeah, it. So yeah. super glue. Um, and so but needs some tweaking. Then the real Xena appears and we do fight, fight, fight. And the baby constantly, very almost falling into the fire and then being yanked back at yeah, the last minute. That, that gave me the horrors a little bit, actually. Didn't like that. Yeah, you did like that part. No. Like like, that. Yeah, you can see how it would easily go wrong. The baby's loving it, though. Like a basket. Yeah, that's true. The baby's, oh, yeah, the baby's loving every loving minute of it. The baby, there's they room. do. They well, do. <laughs> babies love being thrown, <laughs> tossed over a fire. <laughs> there's a lot of rhubarbing, gurgling, and giggling from this mm. baby. That's a lot, a lot of rhubarbed over. And then, uh, yeah. if it wasn't enough to have the the baby almost fallen into the fire, they start doing baby tossing as well. Like you said, yes. call back to the the classic episode, Cradle of Hope. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, the baby's useless fucking father appears. He's been, he was in the episode right at the start, Philemon, right at the start, with yeah. Diana and the baby and the old king with the giant hat, Jack Crown. <laughs> Except think, he's wearing, he's wearing his weekday crown. Cut scenes that, that were just too boring. Because Philemon was in it. a boring character. <laughs> yeah. And then he appears right at the end to catch the baby. Where has he been yeah. all this time? Useless bastard. He's probably been off playing Fortnite for hours at a time <laughs> while the mum's doing all of the work. You know, like we agreed, I agreed I'd be a stay-at-home mum, but I didn't mean that I didn't think that meant I'd be working 24-7. And Philemon's claiming that he's tired from his day, day job, like drilling the army, whatever the fuck men do in this in this this castle. I don't know. I and don't he's know. got to relax after work, but you know. When do I get to relax? Sorry, I might have been reading far too many like Reddit and my the asshole relationship posts. Spoilers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> so um yeah, so he reappears just in time to catch the baby with Diana yeah. and they have a big curtain that they hold out and they catch the baby anyway. And yeah, then... so the baby is tossed, nearly toasted, and then finally finally caught yeah senga Bruh. senga um you know is caught and like does he get killed or do they just catch him no this just, just him catches up with him like, so yeah. so because meg is is worried she knows she's going to go to jail along with agus mm-hmm. um senga you mean i don't mean senga i mean agus <gasps> senga it's, it's not agnes senga it's, it's funny senga. though senga. this is funnier senga's funnier <laughs> uh, to a to a handful of to me how many, how many scottish listeners have we got out there me one <laughs> it's just your, me. your wife i know your uh, wife listens yeah okay two yeah does she not no i don't think she does to be honest with you occasionally she does does she right okay well yeah while you're editing 
Oh, right. Well, there you go then. That goes to show. <laughs> She'll never hear this episode then because I'll have it, have it edited by the time she gets home today. So. Oh, okay. She won't never hear, hear this one. Oh, well. Never mind. Yeah, so, so Meg knows she's jail bound and she's quite oh well i i did bad and she and all through she's had i know i'm a bad person you should leave me to rot and you know she's quite down on herself and um and one of the things she's she said in her bonding session with kingy is uh that she the one honest job she ever had was a cook and she was she was particularly good with spices she was uh she was real spicy <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a good impression of her I love Meg. Meg is actually a cracking character. Iconic. Um, and at the end, when she's saying, "Well, I, I guess I'm going down for this job," <laughs> um, <laughs> and she and she says, "Because I'm a no good tramp." Uh, that King Leah says, "Hey, nobody talks that way about my personal cook." Mm. So she's she's got herself. She's got herself she's a job. Got herself a job. Up the king's life. Yeah, spicing up the king's life. Yeah, because like the king, uh, having just recovered from this apparently almost fatal illness, that's what he needs now. Yeah, that's what he yeah, needs spicy now. Spicy food, a lot of spicy food. That'll help him. Yeah, um, those patient information leaflets that say avoid spicy food. Yeah, except if you're king, whatever the fuck yeah, his name is. I guess if you're king giant mm. hat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he needs to, he needs to eat well to ma- maintain his neck strength. To hold up that fucking hat that he's got, that giant, ridiculous fucking comedy crown. <laughs> but we know that even though Meg's got a decent job now, uh, she's still got a little bit of her own ways, her old ways, because they're the last that she has. As she, waves, as she waves everyone off, yeah. <laughs> half well, a I've... canteen of cutlery falls out yeah. of her cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> So, well done, uh, Meg. Uh, do we see yeah. Meg again? I'm not sure. I don't remember if we ever see we Meg do. again. We do. We do see Meg again. Oh, fantastic. We're going to see her again. Outstanding. You'll, you'll, re- you'll remember when you see it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember I what do. episode she's in again, but yeah. I'll, I shall look forward to it. Marvellous. Yeah. I like Meg better than Diana as a Xena doppelganger. Yeah, Meg's, Meg's fun and Lucy obviously has a lot of fun playing her yeah. as well. I like her better than the other Xena doppelganger that we'll meet later as well. Yeah, and the the other thing, well, what was I going to say? Oh, I know what it was. So when the three Xenas appear at the end and successively turn out not to be Xena, Lucy really has to do quite a lot on the voice. Yeah. Or, or because they're they're so close, so you have I'm I'm Xena. I have my round killing thing. <laughs> no, I'm I'm Xena. I got my shamrock. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then she comes on the scene and saying. I am Xena. No, <laughs> she, she goes, comes on. She comes on. It's really says, low. She says, "How guess, low can you go?" Yeah, she's no. She comes on and she goes, "Guess which one I am." <laughs> Hello, motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing that I was going to talk about that I had neglected to do so so far <laughs> is about the language used to describe Meg throughout. Yeah. You know, so she uses yeah. the word "tramp," which yes. Um, has a different is actually means two things, right? Yeah. Uh, in this country, it means like a homeless person. Uh, you know, historically, and historically, in America, it means like a prostitute, a wanton woman. 
Yeah, right? So she, Gypsies, that's how, tramps and thieves. That's how she describes herself, right? Yeah. And then uh, Senga, the word that he most frequently uses to describe her is slag. Which I which want to know. I think must be must be harsher in British English than in American English. Exactly. I think, Otherwise, they wouldn't have been really, allowed to say it. It's it's quite shocking when it comes. Yeah. Isn't it? it calls her a disgusting slag. Yeah, that is uh, genuinely one of the worst insults that you could actually call a woman. Um, it's such you know. it's such a misogynistic. Yeah, term. incredibly. So I want to know if you're American, uh, please write in and tell us if the word slag means anything in America. Because uh, here it is, he's basically just called her a whore uh, or a slut. Well, it, it kind of it kind of has two tones here mm-hmm. now. So you've got that traditional. Um, so if, if anyone remembers Viz or still reads Viz comic, you got the fat slags. Oh. Um, but <laughs> Tracy and Sharon. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it's you know tarty. Yeah. But it's really it's a really harsh term. But then you've also got this kind of mockney. Like Danny Dyer kind yeah. of stuff. It's not worth it, you shut slag. It, shut it, you slag. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you used against a woman and a you know. And in that tone as well, makes I mean, history. You know, it's horrible. Yeah, horrible. In the tone that Senga used, it is it's obvious what it meant. But I mean, yeah. like uh, I don't think that you could have called her. Essentially, you know, I don't think you, I don't think he could have said slut. And it would have got past the censors, the American censors. I don't think he would have been allowed to. Oh, is it slut the first time and then no, slag? No, it's the slag. It's always slag. But like, mm. like I, I think I wonder if the reason they did that is because that is a word mm. that doesn't have the same sort of oomph in America as that it does in yeah. in here. It, here, and I wonder in New Zealand as well. When you lived in New Zealand, did you ever hear anyone called a slag? Because like a lot of our old. Uh, Commonwealth colonial powers will have our <laughs> colonial like possessions. Um, I, I really can't remember. Yeah. So if anyone's Kiwi, please tell us if the word slag is as offensive in New Zealand as it is here. Um. So yeah, I find that interesting. Yeah. In a way. But yeah, Senga's a dick. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a nice. You can tell he's not a nice man because he's got one of those um, gold circlet with long hair attached yes. to it. You kind can always like a, tell that that's a thing. that is a douchebag signifier yeah. in Xena, isn't it? You know. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same circlet with long well, hair King, that that knobhead had. King Gregor in Cradle of Hope had something oh, yeah, similar. Yeah, he did, didn't he? But but he had his was a bit more bouffant, so he I don't know. Yeah, the other guy that had it was uh, Zena's ex fiance that tried it on with Gabrielle, Ugh. who we're supposed to believe was actually a nice guy at the end, just because he. Ugh didn't just because he like didn't let people be killed for no reason i can't remember why we're meant to think he was good at the end um no, i can't remember he wasn't either. though he was a dick um, <laughs> he was a sleazebag you can tell by the a hair. fuck boy um so i'm wondering <laughs> if <laughs> i'm wondering if this hair piece is the same as the hair piece from that guy could be it might be <laughs> <laughs> anyway so uh yeah, it's a reasonably entertaining episode. Not anything to write home about or anything, but you know oh, we the, get the, there's one last there's one last little thing which I know we don't really want to end with Joxa, but it does end with Joxa because as they go as they as they go off, Meg kind of out the side of her mouth says, "I'll I'll leave the kitchen door, ditch the broads and double back. I'll leave the <laughs> leave the kitchen door open for you." 
And, uh, what is she a and fucking his... Chicago gangster from the Valentine's Day massacre? <laughs> <laughs> Dish the bronze. Why <laughs> <laughs> <Ay, ay, ara. laughs> Get her for tax evasion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so Joxon makes all these uh, lame excuses about I I I gotta go I gotta go and uh, see man about a horse kind of thing <laughs> and, and Zena just says. Hurry up, Joxa, she won't wait forever. <laughs> oh, God. But so we had I to end to, on Joxer. Thanks to... for ending on Joxer. That was good of you. Ugh. Uh... Ugh. Ugh. I can't wait till season six when he dies. Spoilers! <laughs> I think he dies before that. No, no, no. He doesn't die before that. Yes, he does. So, well, not forever. <laughs> what does forever even mean in this universe? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, we do still have to see Ted Raimi in season six, though, don't we? As like his son or something. Oh, it's whatever. Uh, do you it know, is, I done. I remember so little of season six. And I had forgotten Same, yeah. that he dies. If he, if indeed he does. So well, did you not that. remember that? See, okay, spoilers. Anyone who's for some reason listened to this, who's never seen any of Zena, season six jumps forward twenty five years. Uh, so there, you know, people die because they get die of old age. So like, that's true. Yeah, and Ted Raimi's got other characters to play as well. Does he? Oh yeah, he's got, yeah. He's got, yeah, he's he plays got his brother, some brothers, he? some unlikely yeah. brothers. Yeah, who are all exactly yeah. the same as him? <laughs> Except except his personality. Evil camp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What that? What the three genders? <laughs> yes. Evil, camp, and incompetent. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Okay, so... <laughs> That's the full spectrum. The six genders. Yeah, we've got six genders. Butch, Femme, <laughs> Bi, Evil, Camp, Incompetent. Incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> six genders. There you the go. full spectrum. How, more, how, how many more could you possibly want? <laughs> you could do a Venn diagram. You could be Evil and Bi. Is this is this like the new alignment chart? Yes! Cha- chaotic. Yes! Chaotic, chaotic Evil. Bi. Chaotic Incompetent. <laughs> That's Joxer. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> mm. All right, okay. So that's it. Um, coming up next time, another ch- a swift t- change of turn. Tone, Tone again. yeah. Tone. I really, I so th- we... I'm pretty sure that the next episode was originally intended to happen right after the previous one and that this comic it, relief it was. episode was slotted in. Because it doesn't it really was. make any sense. Like... Um, as far as like the continuity goes, because at the beginning of the episode, Gabrielle and Zena are not together. She's off somewhere else, and Gabrielle is off somewhere else, and that sort of thing stopped happening, right? Yeah. You know, that's like the we get the opening of the Black Wolf. Zena's here, and Gabrielle was there, and they're supposed to meet each other later somewhere else, and like that sort yeah. of thing stopped happening as time went on because they were always together, and it just doesn't seem really reasonable that Zena would react to Gabrielle being widowed. By splitting up from her and going off somewhere on her own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Unless you fan wank it that Gabrielle's gone home for a few weeks to recover from losing Perdiclus. Perdiclus. Do you know that's a term I haven't heard for a long time? <laughs> fan wank. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Let's bring fan wank back. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> Just the term, not the actual wanking. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. Um, next time, next time we come back to talk about 
intimate stranger. Yeah. Fell with an intimate stranger. That's the wrong song. Never mind. It is, but I had it going through my head as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Madonna. Um. So, yeah, so Scores that's next doors. week. Let's score. Scores um, on the doors do for know, Warrior Princess. Do you know tramp. what? As I was watching it, and before we started talking about it, I was going to give it six, but I think I'm going to actually give it seven because I think I enjoyed Same. it. Same. I think I, in retrospect, enjoyed it more uh, than I thought I was going to, so. Yeah, and I, I feel quite a lot of affection for Meg. I think she's. Yeah, Meg's okay. But... I'd rather hang out with Meg than Diana. Diana's a fucking drip. God, yeah. <laughs> what a drip Diana is. You could have a laugh with Meg, couldn't you? I think. I think um, Meg kind of takes it after her mother in that she'd be a terrible friend but a lot of fun. Yeah, like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're my Meg. You're a Meg to my Xena. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm the one with the sword and the chakram. Hmm, curious. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Your chakram is around killing thing though made of wood <laughs> it's made of wood and it is currently screwed to a wall so yeah it's not going to do much good so in summary shenanigans shenanigans yes you were right you were right that was the only word we needed why did we this 30 to 40 minutes that we've just spent talking about this episode could have been summed up as shenanigans so thank you for that Flam. there we go you're welcome yeah all right then so join us next week for intimate stranger bye Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flim Flam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon, and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye. What about my face? It's beautiful. It's it's a sight to behold. <laughs> Delicately put.